For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover follower data from college admissions Instagram accounts, two significant elections, and meetings between European and Chinese leaders. It's Thursday, April 6th. Each year, thousands of hopeful high school students apply to top universities around the country. For some, part of that process is following the Instagram accounts of the admissions offices of their potential future educational institutions. We sat down with data contributor Andrew Bosworth to get an insight into these Instagram trends. Could you start by saying your name and what you do here at The Prince? I'm Andrew Bosworth and I'm a data contributor. Fantastic. So Andrew, can you tell me a little bit about this piece? I looked at and analyzed the Instagram trends of followers and what posts got the most likes immediately after and before the admission decisions for regular admissions came out. All right. Which schools did you analyze? I analyzed all U.S. News top 20 schools except for MIT. Why is that? MIT's Instagram is mostly memes and other not usual admissions Instagram content, and also they were not available on the uh, Instagram tracker that I used. So did you see any trends amongst um, the increase and decrease of followers over time? A lot of schools had a very steady increase until about a week before um, the admissions decisions were released, and then that even increased further. Uh, If you look at Stanford's, for example, it increased by over a thousand followers in the week before admissions and then decreased by that same thousand that just followed them. Interesting. Did you see any correlation between admission rate and the amount of followers that were gained or lost? No, there was really no correlation there. So out of all of the Instagram accounts that you looked at, which ones were most popular? Harvard has by far the most followers. They have um, over 315,000 followers. Uh, The second in the Ivy League is Yale, with only 63,000 followers. And Harvard, for example, also on every post, they are continuously hitting higher marks of comments and likes than almost every other school. On even Harvard's second most liked post, it's more than any other school's top liked post. You can dig more into the data by reading Bosworth's full data piece, linked in the show notes and available at dailyprincetonian.com. In national news, the election for Wisconsin's open Supreme Court seat ended in victory for Milwaukee County Judge Janet Protosiewicz, according to a race call by the Associated Press. Her victory over former state Supreme Court Justice Dan Kelly marks a historic change of Wisconsin's Supreme Court, as it enables a liberal majority on the court for the first time in 15 years. While candidates do not officially run in association with a political party, Judge Protosiewicz has aligned herself with liberal viewpoints, including her support of abortion rights and overturning Republican-drawn legislative maps. Her support of abortion rights is particularly significant, as Wisconsin is currently under an 1800s-era abortion ban that kicked into effect following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The new liberal majority in Wisconsin's Supreme Court increases the likelihood of the ban being overturned. In other electoral news, former teacher and union official Brandon Johnson has won Chicago's mayoral race, beating out former Chicago Public Schools CEO Paul Vallis by roughly three percentage points. Johnson's victory comes at a difficult time for Chicago, where high crime rates contributed to former Mayor Lori Lightfoot's failure to advance past the first round of elections, marking the first time in 40 years that a Chicago mayor failed to win a second term. 
Both Johnson and Vallis centered each other's history with crime in their campaigns, with Vallis attacking Johnson for his past support of police defunding, which Johnson said was not just a slogan, but a political goal. Vallis also claimed that there would be, quote, blood in the streets if Johnson won the election. Johnson fought back with his own criticisms of Vallis, including his close relationship with the police union. In his victory speech, Johnson had enthusiasm for the future of Chicago, stating, quote, it's time for Chicago to come alive. In world news, French President Emmanuel Macron and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen will be meeting with Chinese leader Xi Jinping later this week in an effort to, quote, engage China towards a shared responsibility for peace, unquote, in Ukraine, Iran, and North Korea, says Macron. This meeting, which will take place in China, comes as NATO's member countries warn China of, quote, severe consequences should they start sending weapons and ammunition to Russia for the war in Ukraine. Since the beginning of the war, Chinese officials have refused to criticize Putin while simultaneously trying to appear neutral, calling for a ceasefire and peace talks. This meeting is also occurring amid increased tensions between China and the United States, due in part to the president of Taiwan's meeting with the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Today, expect scattered thunderstorms with a high of 83 and a low of 46. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Bridget O'Neill and me sound engineered by me, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of Prints. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. Have a wonderful day.